0: Well I've been speaking a little bit. I started last Sunday sharing about intimacy. And I'd like to share a little bit more about that with you tonight. Now I believe the Holy Spirit is looking to have relationship with us beyond our wildest hopes or imagination. He wants so much to have, help us live a life of true joy peace and freedom, where we walk with him and talk with him, hallelujah, and enjoy his company. He wants us to know him because it's in knowing him that we are set free to trust him. We can't trust somebody we don't know. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is to empower you, to to help you discover the love that God wants to pour into your heart. But without trusting him, it's it's difficult to really let your heart really open up and let him come and love you because it takes trust to open your heart and be vulnerable with somebody. So the Holy Spirit wants to reveal the intention and the thoughts of the Father towards you so that you can begin to really feel safe, that you can feel and trust who he is. I read from Psalm 16, and um, it's just beautiful. Let's have a quick look there because it's it's just delicious. Hallelujah. Who enjoys their Bible? Oh, what a delight. What a delight to be able to fellowship with God in the Word. I was reading, um, and I'll read it here in the, the New King James. The psalmist is saying, preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you've said to the Lord, you are my God. My goodness is nothing apart from you. And then the Lord speaks and he says, as for the saints who are on the earth, they are my excellent ones in whom is all my delight. This is how God speaks to us. when he, When we come to him and we say, Oh, God, here, protect me, help me. Uh, I know that you alone are good. I I come and, and we just get real with him and we humble ourselves before him. He looks at us and he says, you are my holy lovers. You are my excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Because God gets pleasure. When we open our hearts to him, when we come to him, intimacy, into me see, as there's often said. When we come and we say, yes, God, here I am. I, I want to talk to you about the things that are on my heart. His heart just bursts with delight. And his reaction to us is not judgment. Now, Often when we expose our hearts to people, we can sometimes be met with judgment or they can lower their estimation of us when you know you start to be vulnerable and real with them and say, I'm struggling with this or or that. Sometimes some people can can come back with judgment or or um, react in a way that isn't helpful. But Father never never looks at us like that. When we humble ourselves under his mighty hand, he says, In due time, I will lift you up. I want to read that. Uh, scripture to you from First Peter chapter five, verse six. He says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under the under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you." And I shared how the, this picture of humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God is a picture of intimacy, where we come to Him and we say, "Intimacy, here." I'm worried about this. I've been anxious about this. I'm nervous about this. What do you think about that, God? And he comes and he goes, Ah, oh, come here. Just put your head on my lap. Let me pat your head. Let me talk to you. Oh, I'm so glad you asked me about that because I have got exactly the answer to bring you peace. That's what humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God looks like. You humble yourself. He doesn't go smack. He goes, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I love you. You are my excellent one. In whom is all my delight. He doesn't go, oh, well, you've humbled me. Yes, I see we are far from perfect yet. One day, one day, uh, when, when you get to heaven and I sort everything out, then I will be... Very delighted with you. But in the meantime, I love you because I'm love and I have to love you. Sometimes that's how we view God. But it's not the truth of the word of God. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he goes, you are altogether lovely. When the bride in the Song of Solomon would come to him and say, I'm done. And I feel as dry as the desert tents of the nomads. He says, ah, you're so lovely. You're like the fine linen curtains in the holy place. When you humble yourself the, under the mighty hand of God, he comes with his hand to uphold you, to lift you, to let you look full in his wonderful face into that place where those who look to him are radiant. And their faces are never covered with shame because they are not reflecting a shame, an annoyed face. They are reflecting the face of a father that fully accepts them and says, you are all my delight. Wow. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. So I want to go on today and share a little more. I was enjoying through the week. Romans chapter 15, if you want to turn there with me. And this is a beautiful passage. I'll read it to you today from the New Living Translation. It says this, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's one of the apostolic prayers that I like to pray. It's one of my personal ones that I often personalize and pray. Thank you, Lord, as I pray for myself and my family and my church and my leaders. I pray this prayer over them. I pray that God, this, the source of their hope, will completely fill them with joy and peace because they trust you, God. I pray it for myself. Lord, completely fill me with joy and peace. I trust you and I thank you that you desire. I can have anything I ask according to your will. This is your will. So thank you, Lord, for complete joy and peace. Thank you that you've given me faith to trust in you. Lord, I'm asking that you'd cause me to overflow with confident hope through the power of your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah goes on in verse 14 to say this, "I am fully convinced, my dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well, you can teach each other all about them. Even so, I have been bold enough to write about some of these points, knowing that all you need in, in this is this reminder. He's saying, "You are full of goodness." all you need is to be reminded of this fact you hang on yes you are full of goodness when you have been redeemed hallelujah you aren't full of sin anymore you are full of the righteousness of god hallelujah when you have exchanged your sin and your your weakness You've come and you've repented and you've confessed your sin to him. He says, I am faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. That means you are as righteous as God. How do you feel? It's really good. And he says, he says, I am fully convinced that you are full of goodness. But you need reminding because I don't think that you are fully convinced that you are full of goodness is basically what he's saying. I am here and it is my delight and privilege to remind you that as believers who have been transformed, it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. I dare to say you are full of goodness controversial statement, I know. Because people go, hang on, hang on, hang on. I I don't think you can say that. It's actually not very controversial if you uh, believe the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) The good news of the gospel is that, praise the Lord, you've been set free from sin and darkness and all that is bad. And you have been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. In his light, there is no darkness at all. You are full of goodness. It's all right. I'll show you some. Hallelujah. come to a place where we can live in this absolute joy, where we are completely joyful and completely peaceful and overflowing with confident hope. What does it look like to be someone that is just all the time living in absolute peace? An absolute joy, overflowing with confident hope, fully convinced that they are full of goodness. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think you are not full of goodness as a new creation in Christ, then whatever you believe about yourself is what you will manifest. Because it's the just who live by faith. You must believe this, otherwise you will not walk it out. Because what are you having faith in? If you believe that you are only partially good, you will only have the capacity to walk out a partially good life. But if you believe the full gospel, that you have been set free from sin, that you have been set free from you, It doesn't mean that you don't have the capacity to do the wrong thing, you absolutely do. You have freedom to choose all the time. But what has happened when you have been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light is that you have been given a new heart that no longer wants to do that anymore. And you have to sin against your conscience to be able to do that. And when you do, the Holy Spirit's there going, this is not who you are. This is wrong. And you have the joy of being able to say, oh, thank you, God. I thank you. That's wrong. Sorry. Yes. Thank. God, I don't, thank God, I am not defined by that anymore, thank you that you forgive me, I receive your mercy, oh, thank you Jesus for reminding me, yes God, thank you God, I am free, I am free, hallelujah, we get to walk in the freedom, but we must be a people who live continuously in a disciplined fight to walk by faith in pure truth, hallelujah, Pure truth requires supernatural help to be able to comprehend because it is pure love. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. God is love. That's who he is. And... He is truth. We need supernatural help to be able to receive it. It is too good. So we often just water it down to try and fit into our mentality. When he says it's beyond your capacity to understand, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Just look at it, receive it, believe it, ask for my help. And the power of the Holy Spirit will help you to walk by faith in this glorious freedom. Hallelujah. But we must trust him. It says here this prayer about walking in peace and joy, in complete peace and joy, is because we trust him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. This is the Apostle's prayer for the people. He wouldn't be praying it if it wasn't possible. This is not some pie in the sky, well, it's a nice thing to say. This is, he's genuinely asking God, help them to walk a life that is completely full of joy and peace because they trust you. But to trust him. To trust what he says about us, we must develop an intimate relationship with him because without trust we cannot have faith. Without trust, without intimacy, we can't believe what he says about us and we cannot walk in the peace and the joy that he has for us. So what does it look like to live daily in absolute joy and total peace? To be completely filled with peace and joy because we trust him. I've been thinking about this. You know, intimacy is very difficult when you don't have trust. It's scary. But that's why God wants us to develop a daily Time where we are every day talking with him. I've often said it would be better for you to spend 10 minutes a day talking personally to God, reading the Bible, than to spend four hours one day and nothing for 10 days. Because intimacy, relationship, trust grows through communication. And communication needs to happen on a regular basis to maintain relationship. Hallelujah. Otherwise, fear and doubt and miscommunication and all sorts of stuff grows in the absence of communication. We need to be consistently communicating with the one who loves us more than life. And that requires a daily thing. Now some people start with the best intention, they go, I'm going to have five hours a day, I'm going to do it, and they do it for a couple of days, and then they stop doing it, and then they do nothing, and then they get condemned because they're not trying hard enough. That That isn't what has to happen. If you would just institute in your life a 10-minute routine every morning, you would begin to develop a relationship with God that would build your trust, that would give you a hunger to want more and more and more. Hallelujah. And you'd be doing more and more and more, not because you're trying to earn something or get somewhere, but because you'd just like to talk to Him. Hallelujah. You'd like to hear His voice in the Word and, and it's, it's such a powerful thing just to have a daily routine where you sit down and you open the Bible you get a journal you write something in it you talk to him into me see and you tell him what's on your heart you cast your anxiety you cast your cares on him and you ask him what he thinks about it hallelujah <gasps> oh he's wonderful more refreshing than a shower <laughs> hallelujah In order to live in this place of trust and peace and joy, we've got to daily apply the truth of what God says. The just living by faith is a daily discipline. Daily, I'm walking it out. Today, I'm going to walk out by faith and apply this truth into my life. Now, instead of living consistently in this battle mode where you don't actually have peace, but you're trying to fight, you're trying to fight, God wants you to enter a rest of faith where you can lean into him, let him love you, where you, instead of always being stressed out and him having to just be the lifeline that soothes it, he actually wants to not only calm and help your fears he not only wants to soothe you when you are anxious he wants to bring you into a lifestyle where you begin to learn how not to let that stuff affect you and he'll do that by helping you through the fellowship of the holy spirit to apply truth to your everyday life one of the ways i like to do that is you know i find that if i'm um Say I have a bad thought. Nasty thought about something or somebody or something that's just not good. Anything that's not God. I have a bad thought. Instead of going, oh, I have a bad thought. What am I going to do about that? What's wrong with me? I must have a problem. i got to try. Oh God. Oh God, I'm sorry. Help. Oh God. Panic. Oh, oh God. What's wrong? Why am I having that bad? Oh God, Lord, what should I do? Instead of reacting like that now, I have a bad thought, and I actually get a bit happy because I go, oh, "Isn't it wonderful that those thoughts don't come from me anymore?" So the enemy comes. He goes, oh, "You, you, you're really, you're really bitter about that person." You go, oh, "Thank God, I don't think like that anymore, God." <laughs> I'm able to recognize that sin's outside, crouching at the door, all the time having a go. But he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and the wolf, the sheep that he dresses up as, like he puts on sheep's clothing trying to con- con- deceive you, and he does it by dressing up like your own thoughts. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and the sheep's clothing that he often wears is you. See? You think I'm you. i have this awful thought and, and I want you to believe that it's coming from you. And when you see it for what it is, you go, Thank God I'm not like that anymore. Hooray, oh, right. I'm really glad I don't have those thoughts anymore. We can laugh at it. Hallelujah. You can recognize it instead of panicking. I used to panic. I had thoughts like that, oh, God, I've I've got an issue with bitterness. Oh, God, you know, I've got an issue with this or that. When I'd have this thought, it's actually the devil going, he He didn't see. She thinks it's her. When it's an invitation that he's simply trying to get you to bite, trying to get you to take. I remember going to Las Vegas with my kids uh, when they are a bit younger, Tom had a, a business um, thing that he had to go to. They had the convention there. and So the kids and I were left during the day to, to go for a walk. And it was awful, to be honest. There was just pornography cards everywhere advertising prostitutes. And they would flick them at you. And, like, my son was, like, 10. And they would be, like, just everywhere pushing these cards on people. They'd stick them in in the walls and in the bus stops, and it was littered all over the ground, just yuck, filth, everywhere. And I mean, I found myself on the street corner, I just started singing, God have mercy. because <laughs> It was so awful, couldn't get away from that place as, uh, sooner because I was offended for my kids and what they were seeing. They'd be handing it to, to families as they walked past. It was just awful. But it's a picture of what the devil does. He comes, he's got an awful card. It would be as silly to believe those thoughts were coming from you and to be condemned about the fact that someone was trying to force this stuff on you as believing that that these things were somehow had come out of you. It was external and it's an invitation. Come and visit a prostitute. Yeah, as if. We need to start recognizing these things because this is what it means to start allowing the Holy Spirit to remind us that actually you are good. You are full of goodness. Oh, here's a bad thought. Oh, you're so lustful. You've got a problem. Thank God I don't deal with that anymore. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah so much better than oh, what are we going to do the moment you start giving that your attention you're in trouble and he wants to either give it to you he wants you to either respond by by laying hold of it or doubting what the lord says about you those traps are twofold they don't just want you to if if they can't get you to buy that, that, yes, come on, entertain this evil thought, they'll get you to spend all your energy trying to fight the evil thought and deal with condemnation that you're having about the fact that you think that it's somehow originated in your own heart. Dangerous stuff. But when you come up to the next place of starting to live in supernatural joy and peace, it's because you trust him. You trust what he says. he says you are my excellent one you are my holy one in whom is all my delight so when the, the more that you let him tell you this the more that you live in this place the more you exercise faith in what he says Thank you, Jesus. I I am the righteousness of God in Christ is not just a memory verse. It's a glorious truth. Oh, hooray. The more that you believe what he says about you, the harder it is for the devil to make you believe you just had a bad thought. That's impossible. I'm full of goodness. No. Hooray. Thank God. Thank God. God, I am not bound by that anymore. Thank you, Jesus. That doesn't originate in me. No, I am not buying. Hallelujah. Submit to God. Resist the devil. A lot of people spend all their energy resist from resisting the devil. Oh God, oh God, oh God, it's coming out of me. It's terrible. And instead, they don't submit themselves to God and let Him go here. Yeah, into me. I want you to come and lean into my heart. I want you to be in intimacy with me. Tell me what's going on. What's troubling you? Yes, let me tell you the truth now. You are altogether lovely. You are full of goodness. You are beautiful. You are free. You are loved. Paul was saying, you simply need to be reminded. I say it all the time, but in the book of James, he says, if you're... A hearer of the word and not a doer. It's because you're like a man that's looked in the mirror and then walked away and forgotten what you looked like. You need to be reminded of what you look like so that you can live out who you are. Hallelujah. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. You can laugh at it. It's a key. You know, I believe God wants to take us from a knowledge of the righteousness of God to an application where we actually start having this applied in our everyday world and walking it out so that we don't live continually battle weary, but we start to live as the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Where we actually start to live as more than conquerors. Not like little victims that are trying to do their best. Mm -hmm. They believe a truth but an experience. You know, a fight against condemnation every day. He wants to bring you up into a place where you are so hearing his voice, speaking truth. You are altogether lovely. You are full of goodness. You are holy. You are as righteous as God. You've been set free from sin. You've been set free from you. Hallelujah. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. You are the body of Christ. You've been joined to God. God cannot be joined with anything that is unholy, you are holy and clean and you are pure hallelujah as we allow him every day to remind us as we stop in every day you could be reminded, convinced in your four hours one day but if you would every day let him convince you if you'd every day humble yourself under his mighty hand open your heart and say Lord here, I've been I have been worried about this What do you say? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You'll hear his kind voice. He'll speak to you. He is so kind. He is consistently kind because love is kind. It's just who he is. Hallelujah. He can't be anything else. He is kind. The definition of God is in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is and all that love is is who God is. Hallelujah. Patient, kind, long-suffering, keeps no record of wrong. This is who God is. So you come. Oh, God, I've been like really pathetic. I just don't even pray much, and like I've been having bad thoughts. What do you feel about? How do you, what do you think about that? Because, oh, I'm so happy you're here. I love you. I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you the truth. And he'll speak his love to you. Let me help you. Open up the Bible. Where will I read God? He'll show you. He'll lead you. He wants to be your helper. You are not an orphan on earth one day hoping to be reunited. You have already been reunited with God. Hallelujah. When you have been born again, you don't have to wait Hallelujah, to have genuine fellowship with the Lord, to have genuine help from the Holy Spirit. He wants you to live as a more than a conqueror. Hallelujah, he wants you to live in supernatural joy and peace. We need to recognize the invitations of the enemy and just recognize them for what they are some people are harassed every single day by the same thing over and over again because the enemy knows that it's going to mess your day up yeah i'm going to tell you another bad thought oh i'm having another i still got this problem oh god i thought we dealt with that oh god he wants to steal your peace but at the moment you recognize it and go Ah, oh, what a relief. I'm so happy I don't think like that anymore. When you recognize it for what it is, that there's the Holy Spirit standing, saying, come up here, dine with me. And there's sin saying, come here, come here. You could go, no, thank you. I'm going to stay with him. Hallelujah. I'm going to dine with him. I'm going to fix my thought. I'm going to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and go, I see you. I know who you are. Thank God I'm not like that. Hallelujah. For by God's grace, verse 16, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news so that I might present you as an acceptable offering to God made holy. Holy by the Holy Spirit. He does this by reminding them. Hallelujah. Verse 17. So I have a reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. Yet I dare not boast about anything except what Christ has done through me, bringing the Gentiles to God by my message. And by the way, I worked among them. They were convinced by the power of miraculous signs and wonders and by the power of God's Spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Elysium. A The heart of God is that we would live in a place of intimacy with him where he reminds us who we are so that we can overflow with joy and peace and we can begin to walk in a confident hope that preaches the word of God not with persuasive words of men's wisdom but with demonstrations of the Spirit's power hallelujah people will be convinced by this same power that gives you comfort and hope and joy they will be convinced by the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through you as you minister in signs wonders and miracles it's not an added extra hallelujah for specialists it's part of the normal Christian experience. When we start to say, thank you, God. I'm not a, a little person here trying to have a go. God doesn't want us to be ministers who are ministering out of a place of insecurity. He wants you to be anchored, rooted and grounded in the love of God. Completely filled with all joy and all all peace because you trust in him and out of that place of overflowing with confident hope and joy you can say such as i have give i thee it's difficult to pray and release the power of the holy spirit if you don't know him well it's difficult to trust him if you feel like there's still something wrong with you and you're now trying to do something for somebody else such as I have, give I thee. If you're, well, I have, you know, I have a bit of a hope. I've seen Jesus do some things, so let's give this a go. God wants to bring you into a place where you are so overflowing with hope and joy and confidence because of your trust in this one that you have developed relationship with through intimacy, through humbling yourself under his mighty hand, through being transparent and being consistent in communication. Then out of that place, you who know you are loved... You who know who you are, you who know your God, will be strong and do great exploits. Those who are intimately connected to him will be strong because they won't be able to be buffeted about about and messed about by this continual harassment from the enemy. They'll be able to actually... Think, wow, thank you, Jesus. Learn to use the attacks of the enemy as a as a reminder. Thank you, God. I'm so happy that I'm not that person anymore. Hooray. Thank God those thoughts don't come from me anymore. Hallelujah. As you develop a lifestyle of deliberately going after joy and peace. And holy confidence in the truth of what God says. As you start to allow him to concrete daily into your heart. The reality that you are full of goodness. If you believe it. If you believe you are full of the power of the Holy Spirit, if you believe, thank you, Jesus, let the weak say, I am strong. If you believe you've been made strong by the power of the Holy Ghost because of his great mercy, not because of anything you've done, if you are living in that place where you say, thank you, God, I know your love for me. You can then overflow with a glorious joy that God will bring to a level where others are going to see it. Where people are going to rise up and say, "Justice was prophesied, they've been with God. God wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you and he wants to confirm his word with signs, wonders and miracles. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. He wants to solidify this truth in your heart. and He wants it to become an applied truth. He doesn't want you to deceive yourselves by just knowing it here. He wants you to take it and use it. You know, when... Elisha received the double portion mantle. It wasn't until he picked up the mantle and struck the water. And it wasn't until he used it that he saw the power of God manifest. We can have it all. And we do as believers. We have everything pertaining to life and godliness. But it's only when we pick it up and use the thing. We're going to use this truth. I'm going to use that truth of righteousness in my life today. Then you will see the power of God manifest. Hallelujah. And it won't even just be what you've read about. He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly above. Hallelujah. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you for freedom. I thank you for joy. Thank you for the people here tonight. Lord, we ask for your grace. Holy Spirit, come. Help Holy Ghost, help them Jesus.